Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Eternal Rock of Ages, our Lord and our God, we pray this morning in the name that is above every other name that you be merciful unto this congregation in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord God Jehovah, in every area of need, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let your mercy avail for your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Let mercy, O oh God, find swift expression in the life of all, that we may all return to give you glory and honor, and to testify of your faithfulness in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Amen. 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 Technica, can you help me with um, Psalm 143, verse 8? Psalm 143, verse 8. A couple of weeks back, we've been trusting God concerning the year 2023. And we are seeking the Lord's face and trusting God to intervene even as we enter into the year. Technical, Psalm 143, verse 8. And we are trusting God to help us in this new year because we know it's a very dangerous thing to commence the journey of 2023 outside of God. And at the crossover night, the pastor came and said, this is the, the year of our marvelous light. And this month is our month of divine guidance. So, as I was going through the scripture and trusting God for this year, the word of of the Lord was revealed to me in the book of Psalm 143, the old scripture actually. But I want to just emphasize on verse 8. It says, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I shall walk, for I lift my soul up to thee. Now, if you look at the psalmist's prayer in this psalm, he's saying, for the 365 days of this year, he wants to hear divine instruction. He He doesn't want to second guess any part of the day of the year. But for every part of this year, every day, he wants to hear the word of the Lord. He wants to hear God's instruction to him. So he does not take a step outside of God. I hope that is going to be somebody's prayer this morning. Even as you go into the year. And as you trust God, as you hold on to him, he will teach you, just like he told us in Psalm 32 verse 8, part time. He will instruct you. He will guide you. He will teach you the way to go. And you can trust me. When God is guiding, when God is leading, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. So the first thing that God told me in the year, early enough, is that this year, we need to leverage on wisdom. You know, wisdom is the principal thing. In Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 4, Proverbs Chapter 3, verses 3 to 4. 
No, make it 31. Sorry, Proverbs 31, 3 to 4. Proverbs 31, 3 to 4. Thank you, technical. Say it is not... Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Don't mind me this morning. I seems to be getting... Can you give me Proverbs 3, 13 to 14? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Technical, thank you. Proverbs 3, 13 to 14. Yeah, that's the scripture. It says in verse 13, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Verse 14. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. So the first thing God told me this year is that I need to find wisdom. I need to find wisdom. And that when I find wisdom, then I found the key to victory and to outstanding result for the year. And when I was trying to ask myself, what is this all about? Why do I need wisdom? It showed me a lot of things, which is one of the things I'm going to share with us today. And the thing that he told me was that this year, I need to be careful to choose my battle. You know, a lot of us, we, we get to fight battles that is not ours. We get distracted and we get encumbered with things that God has not even placed in our pathway. And we get the wrong counsel. This counsel takes us outside of God's will. So God, when he talks about wisdom, he's asking me to hold on to wisdom. And when I get this wisdom, this wisdom will guide me by time, just like he has promised me, to know what to do at all times and not to get myself encumbered or involved in battles that is not even mine. Remember, I told us that it will be very dangerous for any of us to go into this year blindly. And also, I told us also that except God is leading and we are acting to his instruction, the chances of missing it in this year is very high. You know, in this year, 2023, I'm privileged to know that it's a very important year. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but God made me to understand that it's a defining year for somebody. It's a very defining year. So you can't take things with levity. And that is why this is coming so early in the year. I don't know how your first two weeks has been in this year. But the earlier you understand this truth, and the earlier that you annex and align yourself with God's agenda, the better. The better. In Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. Proverbs chapter 24, 
verses 3 and 4. It says, true wisdom is a house builded. And by understanding, it is established. Verse 4. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Now, I don't know what agenda or what um, we have itemized to accomplish for this year. But if you can leverage on the wisdom that only God can give, then you are sure that the outcome will be in accordance to that vision that you have for your life for this year. In the scripture, I'm going to share with us a very long scripture and we're going to go through it together and then you will see why it is key to choose your battle this year. Because in this year, God is going to raise help for you. But you need to know which help is actually of God and which is not. Also this year, God is going to bring people your way. But you need to know which people to align with and which people to do away with. You're going to hear a lot of counsel from different sections. People are going to give you advice. But you need a discerning heart, true wisdom, to know which advice to act into and which advice to discard. Turn with me to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, we read from verse 10. I mean, chapter 10, from verse 1. 2 Samuel, chapter 10, we start from verse 1. And the Bible says, And it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died. And Anun, his son, reigned in his stead. Verse 2. Then said David, I will shew kindness unto Anun, the son of Naash, as his father shewed kindness unto me. And David sent to comfort him by the hand of his servants. For his father and David's servant came into the land of the children of Amnon. Verse 3. And the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Anun, Their Lord, thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he has sent comforters unto thee? Had not David rather sent his servants unto thee to search the city and to spy it out? And to overthrow it. Verse 4. Wherefore, Anun took David's servants and shaved off the one half of their beards and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. Verse 4. I mean, verse 5. When they told it unto David, he sent to meet them because. The man we are greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beard be grown, and then return. Verse 6. And when the children of Ammon saw that they stank before David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Bethlehem and the Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 footmen, and of King 
Makali, a thousand men, and of his top, 12,000 men. Now, when you have time, so that we will save our time, let's read from verse 1 to about verse 15. Okay, but I will stop here while I put all this into context. Now, Anun succeeded his father. And as is customary, when you lost a dear one, people will come and commiserate and show kindness unto you. Now, you will remember that David at the point was a fugitive and he was running away from Saul. And Anun's father was one of those that accommodated David during his trial period. So when his father died, David, in his heart, proposed to show kindness to him, proposed to be his ally. Can you imagine what ally David would have been to Anun if he had just taken David's gesture for what it truly is? But because he was not discerning, because he does not know, he does not know the right ally to annex. He turned his back on the best ally he could ever have and made his best ally his greatest enemy. As a matter of fact, David has not even shown unto him his displeasure. But he already knew. He knew. He knew that he has shot himself in the leg. You know, it's not like somebody coming to give you a gift and you pour his gifts right in his presence on his face. You know, it's a very shameful thing in the days of old for the Jewish to have their beards shaven. It's only when somebody died or they are mourning. But he did not just shave their beards, he desecrated it. He shaved it in half. Now, not only did he do that, he tore their garment to expose their buttocks. You know, even if you want to say you, he wants to be forgiven, the level of disdain that he has shown for no cause is enough to cause him unnecessary immunity with David. And then, he rallied around and started looking for how to remedy it. Not to go and apologize, but to go to battle. Unnecessary battle. He just lost his dad, remember? And then he's adding more burden onto himself. Now, if you look at that battle, there's so much key thing to learn from this passage, but I'm just picking the one that I just want to address this morning. Of course, as you must have all guessed or predicted, he lost woefully in that battle. Not only did he lose, even with his allies, he lost. The men were so ashamed that they cannot even go back to town because of the way they look. They can't even present themselves back to David. 
and said, wait in Jericho. Let your beers grow back. Let your dignity be restored before you can come back. And preempting David, he went into battle. And all his men, that is unknown, were destroyed. I want somebody to pray this morning. Say, Father, may I, may I not make in this year my, my best ally my enemy. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you turn into a prayer and pray sincerely? Father, help me. Help me in this year not to turn my back on my greatest ally. You know, no man is an island. No man is meant to be alone. Remember that man in John chapter, chapter 4? I, I mean, beside the book of Bethesda? He said, I'm here. I'm helpless because I have no man. I am here. For 38 years, I couldn't raise my head. I couldn't get to the water before many because I have no man. I have no one to help me. I have no one to assist me. And God knows that without the help of... God wants to help us, but he will help you with the assistance of men in the like of angels. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I'll give you an example. In this church, the church has been existing now for over 10 years now, 10 years plus. And we have several departments in this church. And every department are key to the success that we have recorded so far. Imagine if Pastor Shaba were to be outside there to do the Parking and transportation. If he has to be the one to go and pick people that want to come to church. If he happens to be the one that will come to the keyboard and play and as well sing. And he has to oversee the children downstairs to be sure that they are being fed as well and being properly nurtured. Do you think he will look robust and settled the way he looks? We need the gift of men. We need the gift of men. And that is what God has promised us this year. He's going to send men unto us. But not all men are your ally. Not all men. Not all men. And not all men are your enemy either. But in the story that we just, we just see, this man was already running when nobody was chasing him. He was the one that brought the call for war. He was the one that disdained David and he was the same one that was running looking for remedy to destroy David who had nothing but high regard for him. If only he has known that David is the anointed of the Lord. You know, one thing that you should know because when we are looking at this story, we may not understand why he lost. He lost because David was God's anointed. And he has God's backing in whatever he's doing. So he wasn't alone. So when he, when he disdained David, he was not disdaining David. He was disdaining the one that called David. The one that was with him when he was actually helpless before Saul and was a fugitive. The one that ensured that he brought ally. 
people that people call vagabond and make them strong men and men of valor. You know, the one that brought him from the backwater of the desert and crowned him king over his people, even while there is still a, a king in place. That is the one that he is fighting. That is the one that he is disdaining. That is the one that stretched forth his hand to him as an ally and he rejected. So you see, it was not about David as a person. It's about the one who is going with David in the journey. For many of us, we align ourselves with the agenda of the church and we prayed. And we are still praying because we are still in the 50 days fasting and prayer of the church globally. Because we know how important it is to hold on to God. And why we need him every moment of the journey. And as we trust God this year, he's going to open our eyes to see and to understand the pathway that we need to take. And because we have God already backing us, going with us throughout this journey, that is why we are sure we can't miss it. And that's why he's reminding us right now, right from the beginning, that one of the first things we need to know is to know the right alignment to make early enough. Which counsel are you listening to? Which news are you hearing? Who is that one that is telling you stories and feeding you with fear? And lies. They came to Anun. They told him, this man's gift is a great gift. He doesn't care. He didn't bother to leverage on God. He ran with that counsel. He ran with that counsel and he compounded his problem. That will not be your portion this year in Jesus' name. This year, God is telling you and I, we're going to hear a lot of counsel. We are going to hear a lot of advice. We are going to meet a lot of people. Because he will send people your way. Definitely he's going to do it. Because we need people to get us from where we are to where we want to get to. But will you go back to God and confirm which alignment to agree to and which one to discard? That is where wisdom comes in. It is wisdom for you and I to leverage on God, to hold on to him, to trust him, to ask for his guidance and for clarity. Sometimes you hear things, I'm sure a lot of us will have had divine visitation in a couple of weeks that has already come by. God is speaking. He's constantly speaking. He's instructing. But are you listening? Are you willing? Are you going to be obedient to his, list, to his instruction? It may not look at it. It may not look like it at all. It may look like, no, you know. But if you will not trust in your own understanding, if you will not trust in your own intellect, 
if only you would trust in his infinite divine direction, then you will not miss it. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, as I round up. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Say, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. It says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. God is willing to lead us. He has given us his assurance concerning that. God is willing to guide us. God is willing to shed light in our paths. All he wants from you and I is to cooperate and align with him. So that all that he has in stock for us this year will not miss out on it. In the name of Jesus. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.